Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Whether you're just wrapping up the night shift or on your way to start the day, we got what you need. Welcome to the morning shift. It's the most mid-team in history. A whole new way to start your day with nationally televised reporter Tiffany Blackman. Any pizza for me can be a personal. Can't wait. Former Falcons and Alabama offensive lineman Mike Johnson. I've had my butt shoot by Nick Saban a few times. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. And Atlanta sports radio guru, Bo Morgan. You know who I am? I'm Squid Bill. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? It's a new experience. And a new take on a sports morning show. The morning shift is on. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Now, here's Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. Good morning. It is Wednesday. We are alive and thriving. Here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 The Game, Mike Bow and Tiff here with you uh, live in the Kia studios. I have to lie to myself sometimes. <laughs> no, it's called positive self-talk, know. Tiff. It's yeah. not called lying. Uh, yeah. uh, what's the John Gordon <laughs> I'm in the too request? happy this morning for me. I can't handle it. Who is? You are. Me? <laughs> I was actually thinking Bo was in a really good mood this you morning. I'm not so. sure why. I was angry totally the whole way here. Gets you? So I had dinner last night with friends, and they pulled up the Odyssey app, and they were talking about the pictures on there, which are atrocious, by the way. My nose looks like a freaking bird beak. (laughs) I got a giant schnauzer on there. I tried everything in my power to not take that photo that day. Uh, And then they said it was, uh, someone said Mike looked like a a fifth grade PE teacher in in the photo. Spot on. I hate to hear what they said about me. But it, no, no, on. no one was talking crap about you. They know Mike. Yeah. So, yeah, spot on. But it made me think of Principal Mike. I have, a, in the I have an education degree, a master's. No, you do. <laughs> you do, but you also act like a principal. So, uh, like a, like a, you act I don't like know a, if I'm going along with that one. I definitely, PE teacher for sure, though. Everybody step on your colored spot. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, do your jumping jacks. And, Organization uh, and all that. Get going. I don't like it. Professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite thing about radio is the fact that I've been able to dress like a... Professionalism. Was that a shot? Is that a shot at me? 
this morning to take a shot at you. Professionalism. Choosing violence this morning. <laughs> oh, I missed it. I mean, I just didn't think that we were there already. Um, we are. <laughs> I mean, you know, even though one of us walked in with a frown and sat in silence for no, five minutes. No, I just needed a moment. I thought I gave you that moment. I did, too. I didn't, you did. I didn't interact with her. Yeah. I just let her be. <laughs> Like I'm a like I'm an animal in the wild. Don't approach the bison. Don't take selfies. I don't know if I call you a bison. I'm not calling myself call a bison. I'm just like using it as an example. Time for my first sip of coffee, like guys. Like a rattlesnake. Start this morning off the right way. It better taste good, or I'm coming. I'm being a bad mood immediately. Right. I, was I, in I, a, need, I need to go get some coffee right now. In, in all, in all, real. Oh, it's good. That's I good. was I was angry the moment I woke up this morning. Like so I was, was I. I was angry uh, the whole <laughs> way here. I was angry. So was I. And then I got in here and I was just like I don't know. I, I and then it just it just went away. I just mellowed out. Like I, I really I can't explain it. Uh, I know exactly. I went to bed angry. So when you go to bed angry, you wake oh. up angry. Yeah. I didn't go to bed angry. I went to bed quite pleasant. And then I had to wake up, which I am grateful that I am alive and and that I woke up. Well, but I chose to hang on to my anger until I. It comes in, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. I've been cheery coming in here all week. Today just was not. Well, that just proves so to you that, that when you're you're bitter and angry, you choose to be that way, and it's not a natural state for you. Mm. That's what that's what Shut I would up. what mm. I would tell you. I'm just, I just I'm like watching a, a ping pong match right now. <laughs> it's like a, it's going left and right. I'm like I, just, <laughs> Mike, I don't know. If, well, I'm not. I'm gonna champ. I'm gonna give her some. I'm gonna serve the ball back to her or whatever. But I, I, I don't know about you, but I was so just, just irked last night when I went to bed after our i racing ah. league. Tiff, I thought I literally thought Bo was gonna rip the TV off his because wall. You're about racing. Yeah, You're because about racing. You know why? Because practice? I practiced. <laughs> I had. Some of the I can was consistently on average running the fastest lap times, but I get turned on lap one, in 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 the middle of the pack. Then we go the we go to restart, and that stupid, Tiff. ugly Tiff. you're gonna love this, white seventy one <laughs> car driven Tiff. by some clown named Mikey P. Wrecks the whole field. It's not a 71 car. 78, I said. Uh, 78. Tip, you're going to love this. So we're starting off. Bo's feeling just good about himself in our racing deal last night. And he's like talking to our other buddy, Dome. And he's like, hey, after the race, I'll I'll give you the tip about, you know, coming out of turn four and making sure you're carrying good speed. <laughs> and I started laughing so hard. I was like, yo, <laughs> sure enough. Within five laps of the start of this race, Bo is like three laps down and already needed a tow truck. And I was like, dude, You came in. I was like, confident. It was like, he is so no. confident. No. You came so in like my confident. guy friends did in the group chat. Yeah, but oh. I was. But, That's what but, you did. But I, I didn't show up like two hours late to something. I practiced a good portion of the day. I was running very as good of lap times as anyone in our group. I get wrecked early. It's fine. I'm trying to recover, and then Mike stacks the field up, yeah, and I right. had nowhere to go. Like I was just caught in it. So you're and not then, mad at him? I've let I've, it go? I've wrecked the field too, so I, I'm not going to be mad at Tip, him. Don't be trying to stir the pot. I'm, I'm mad, mad at the situation. Just, you know, <laughs> you know like, what? I'm another person on my side. You know, I'm mad at the situation. I just want to be mad at Mike just to be mad at Mike. <laughs> hey, let me let me tell you something. Uh, you and I, uh, I take your side a lot in, in the battles when Mike is wrong. 
Um, this time, yeah, he, he, it was his oh. fault. Yeah. When but was he, that? And when was the battle? When, <laughs> so that's what I was wondering. I took, your, I took your side the other day when he when? was being, I don't know, he... It was last be week. making stuff up. He was being obtuse about something, and I, I took your side. Obtuse. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, Can I you remember that oh, too? Go ahead. You know, you know, you know why remember. I can't get mad at Mike though, because he's like, "Hey guys, my bad. I did it." Oh, ownership. A little yeah. bit later, there's a wreck that I feel like happens. Every time you say something like that, you look in my direction. I'm Hold on. Talking both of you. Because you're supposed to look at each other when we talk. <laughs> That's kind of how this work radio thing works. When you have a conversation, you look at the people you're talking to. You just don't like look at their way too much but, of the sausage here. Um, anyways. So a little bit later in the race, real quick, my pen? someone else in our group wrecks the field, and we said, hey, what happened? Was it your fault? No, no, not really. I mean, um, I got loose, and then I got, I turned into somebody, and then someone hooked me. Basically, I wrecked three cars, but they could have survived. Yeah. You're saying it wasn't your <laughs> fault. But, but, the, but the, I, then they hooked me. I'm like, wait a minute, so you turned a car and then turned back into you, and it was their fault? What? All right, dude. And so that was when I was done. Oh, I was like, I was like, on. blank this game, blank all these people. Look, it was going to be one of those videos, Tiff, that like you see of the like, Super Bowl party and somebody Someone punches throwing the TV. The TV. Yeah. yeah, it was going to be one of those. I almost had one of those moments this morning. No I was moving fast, so I would not, you know, be super late. You were moving fast because you've been moving slow. So I go to open the blinds. Because I like to let Roro see out the window, let sure. the sunlight in, you know, sun will come up, whatever, I'll have the light. I walk dead into my coffee table. <laughs> and oh. it's a low coffee table. That's always oh, hurt. Like lower so shin? It was right below my knee. Oh, And God. it was a fast oh. pop. So then I just Is laid it on the anything floor. anything worse than that? You laid on the floor. For... I almost shed a couple tears. Did you roll left and roll right? No, it was more I was stunned, and it really hurt. And then <laughs> I kept thinking, I was like, okay, as long as there's nothing probably structurally wrong. Because it almost probably looked like it could have like hyper, no. <laughs> hyper extended or something. <laughs> structurally. That's what I was thinking. No mechanical injuries. And then I was like, you're an athlete. You have to get up. And I got up and it didn't hurt. So I think it was just the, the initial stun. Of Dang. It. Is there anything worse than either kicking a coffee table Horrible. or your shin no. or stubbing your toe on a bed? Yeah. The toes. Nothing. The oh. toes worse. Oh, but dude. I. I could have probably flipped over the table. That's how I was moving fast, yeah. and it hit me just below my knee. Now, since you All live right. alone and you're getting a little bit older, and you're now you're falling and stuff, do we need to get you one of those life oh lifelines or those Off life the call things? Top rope right or you may, or you punch, you help, I'm falling and I can't get up. You Dude. press the button. Dude. We need to get you one of those. Did we already, a... look, didn't Day Day already discuss I was spicy this week? <laughs> that's a Day Day call. You better watch out. I'm just saying. Now, my dog want... came and checked on me, so soon I'll train him to go fetch my phone. At least it's not a cat. A cat <laughs> will <laughs> eat you. Hey, Roman, let's get to fetch. some Falcons news real quick here. Kind of big news. Uh, if you're a fan of the team and you like good football and you like tight ends, you may not be happy with this this morning. They have officially announced that they are releasing tight end John New Smith. Smith caught 50 passes for 532 yards and three touchdowns last season. The Falcons are saving about $6 million in salary cap space by releasing him. And the Falcons could also free up another $6 million in cap space. That's if they decide to uh, cut Taylor Heineke. Yeah, back I mean, to Johnny Smith. I, I think the Taylor Heineke thing's probably coming um, just because I don't see a point of, of actually holding on to that at this, you know, at this junction. I, it, on the surface, this is tough for me. To be honest with you, Jonu Smith was one of the more dynamic players, one of the more consistent players that the Falcons had last year. 
Um, I, I, I get the X, uh, you know, not the X's. I get the the financial aspect of it, but X's nose wise, man, a really good player. And I, you know, I understand that he's the, the second tight end and that's a little bit of money and it's a different scheme, but dude, I just keep having, uh, you know, flashbacks of him catching that screen and getting up the sideline and, and actually might've been the fastest running play of the year as far as the Atlanta Falcons go. And, and, uh, he was just dynamic, man. So he's going to be missed in my opinion of, uh, of what we'll see out of him in that spot. Production wise, he had the best year of his career, 50 catches, uh, almost 600 yards and three touchdowns. Now, he had more touchdowns and 20 with the Titans. Uh, which was also Arthur Smith's last year there as the OC. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you to an extent, but I'd also say you can't. This is a team that has some holes they need to fill, and nine million on a second tight end who might not be used as much in this system is a lot of money to spend on that position. You save six and a half million. We talked about the fact that the cap space isn't quite in the handoff. It is. I, I thought it might be more with it going up as much. Um, it, it gives you now about. Real quick, Tiff, about $41.6 million to work with in the cap. Now your projected draft pool is about $9.5 million. So you need to sign a draft class. That takes you down to about thirty-two to work with. But this team, and Terry's done this a couple years, likes to carry anywhere from, I would say, 4 to $10 million into the season in case of emergency, you know, break glass. And, and then you can roll it over the next year. So yeah. you're looking at about right now maybe anywhere from twenty dollars to $25 million to work with. Uh, and if you don't cut Taylor Heineke, which, I, again, I think you will, that'll be another $6.5 million. Let's stick with the Falcons talk and sprinkle in a heavy dose, let's say that, instead of the combine that's going on because that's where Falcons GM Terry Fontenot and head coach Raheem Morris are. And yesterday they joined our Andy and Randy. We'll give you a glimpse into the future. That's next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I've fallen and I can't get up. Ha-ha. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Pull out a dog. It's Fergie. If you ain't got no money, take your bro. Your bro. Home, you say. If you ain't got no money, take your bro. We are back here on the morning shift. How's that for letting it breathe, Day Day? So if I got a question, I had to, I had to ask the producers uh, just a second ago. What? I'm a little bit colorblind. Okay. What color is Bo's shirt? Is it? Is there a, a hint of pink in there? People tell me I am not good with like not I will wear red either. and they'll tell me it's orange. Sure, bro. Um, where do you see pink at? There's no other pink. than my there's skin. No pink. Is it's, there like a salmon? There's no, there's no pink. It's um, it's like mustard. No, it's like khaki beige. It's not mustard. Step into the light. Mm. You guys are colorblind as all get it out. It looks yellow-esque. I'm not seeing khaki, bro. And it's, it's a not. Ga- it's so Bo has a Nike Gator pullover on. It's, looks like it's a knockoff. It's, is, that, is that real? That's why I'm asking. I'm like, yo. Where'd it's, you get uh, that from? I want to check those I got it from Fanatics. It looks like a Your DIY. Canton shirt real? <laughs> a DIY? Yeah, this came from the Hall of Famer, James Lofton, <laughs> in a little Christmas gift bag. Okay. He's a very nice man. All right. Is that Adidas shirt real? Adidas? I'm just saying it looks like one of those. Well, it has all the correct letters. One of those ones that's made on Etsy. You know what I mean? Like you 
scrape the things He's over. calling your shirt I, I, I really counterfeit. Don't, I'm, I'm a little bit confused on why it matters. You should be insulted. But just, it, it's got a freaking to... Nike swish on it. I got He's it from Fanatics. you that you have bootleg gator I, gear. I'm just, I was literally just trying to figure. It was like one of those things, you know what went viral a few years ago with the, the dress color or the shoes? Oh, yeah. Is it gold? Yeah. Is it? That's kind of what I kept looking at his shirt thinking. What it color is that? It almost looks gold, too. It, this, it's beige. I mean, it's, it's like, like a, a khaki color. Like a but Heather. the problem is, is it's very thin, so you can not see beige. the gray shirt underneath it. Mm, maybe so. All right. hmm. Or you're just colorblind. Maybe, maybe I, you should get I some to, color contacts. The, I have to put it on the gram and just see what people think. I don't really you give You already a, took a picture of you earlier, but you saw that, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can use that one. I'll use that picture. Yeah. I, I was wondering why you're taking pictures. By the way, uh, you know how much of my privacy you violate on a daily basis by taking pictures and posting them randomly on the Internet? I've done that twice since I've well, known you. That's 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 two, two times <laughs> on too many. On a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This hour brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Injured? Hire Morgan & Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. Pull up Falcons. the order slip here and show you what color it is. <laughs> GM Terry Fontenot and head coach Raheem Morris. Both are out of the combine. They joined our Andy and Randy yesterday, and they both discussed the quarterback position. So let's start with Fontenot. He talked about what he wants in a quarterback, what is most important in that position. It's the right leader. And obviously you have to be a good football player and different players do it different ways. You have to be an effective football player, right? You have to be able to come in and the pieces that we have, the pieces that we add, you have to be able to come in and be a multiplier and make those players around you better. So we need the right skill set, the right talent. Again, said at the end, you got to have the right leader and the right person that's going to come in. It's about that makeup and make sure we bring the right person because there's no position that is looked at more and dissected more. There's no position that has more pressure on it. And so we have to to get the right human being and then make sure the skill set fits fits what we're looking for. I've, I've I've said this before, and I said it after Raheem's introductory press conference. It was almost strange to me the way in which they talked about quarterback play a year ago um, due to the fact that both these quarterbacks that played and started games with Falcons are still on the roster. And so I, I don't think it's any secret. I think Terry Fontenot is spitting a lot of truth about the leadership of the quarterback position and what all you need, you know, what all the, uh, you know, the character traits are. Uh, it is, it, it's still interesting to me that, that it's talked about like that. But nonetheless, I think he's, I think he's spot on about what you're looking for in that spot. And that's why it's a big position and a, and a big need for this team, by the way. Isn't that kind of similar almost to what the Bears have? Yeah. Like yeah. Ryan Poles talking about trying to be respectful of uh, Justin Fields, but. They still have to probably look for a quarterback. Yeah. And then you have the Falcons here. Like you mentioned, both those guys still on the roster. It's strange because you have to do right by everybody. Yeah. Right? And that's sometimes that can be hard to do in these these kind of predicaments and situations. I just think it's interesting how the narrative has changed. Oh, how it's changed. Last year it was basically it felt like, well, we'll make it work with Desmond. And, you know, he, we, we can do this and that. And now it's just all this emphasis on what the quarterback has to be. And you're openly talking about the traits he has to have, and it just did not feel that way last year. And and I think, honestly, I mean, you can say what you want, but I've always I felt like Arthur Smith downplayed the quarterback position, and and, and he felt he coached it and talked about it like he felt he could overcome average quarterback play with sure. his scheme. And now you hear a head coach and a GM talking about how important it is in so many levels, especially the leadership level, which I don't think – look, I'm not going to sit here and question Desmond Ritter's leadership, 
or Taylor Heineke. I think those guys knew how to be leaders. But the processing, the elite processing comments, and all these, all these, now all these things are being said about what you need in a but quarterback. But you do have a new head coach in, so I just want to throw that in there. I know the GM's the same, but you do have Raheem Morris coming in saying if the quarterback play had been better last year, he probably wouldn't be at the at the podium as well. Yeah, no, I absolutely, and but I I think that the mindset of is we can't we can make the quarterback position work with what we have was from the head coach last year. And and, and I'll say this, I know we got to get more sound, uh, and they did a good job yesterday. Uh, Andy Randy did talking to both these guys, but it is hard. It's hard to be a leader when you are the guy making mistakes, losing games. And I think yes. that goes that goes straight back to what he's talking about is you have to have all these intangibles and you have to be a rah rah guy and you have to be you know hold guys accountable and you have to be the hardest worker. But when you go out and throw a pick in the fourth quarter, it's hard to step back into the huddle and be like, hey, you need to make sure you're doing your job and you're doing your job because then all of a sudden people are starting to look at you and go, well, bro, you're the one losing the game. Like, what, what are we doing here? So it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. You had to be playing well and you had to be winning games if you were actually going to be that kind of elite leader. So. It sounds like in the majority of the mock drafts or the conversations, yeah, the Falcons are probably going to go and try to draft a quarterback. But there's still the other option, free agency, right? They could try to get a veteran quarterback. Well, Raheem Morris, the new coach, he talked about the differences between bringing in a vet versus drafting a rookie. When you get a rookie quarterback, you're learning that guy and you're trying to teach him what his roles and responsibilities are along with getting him comfortable and finding his rhythm and routine, right? And being able to put people around him that can help him do that. And you have some people that would be a little bit more caught up, a little faster to know kind of what they want to do and how they want to do it. You can help them. But acquiring a veteran, obviously, you'll have a guy that's coming in with some rhythm and some roles and kind of knows his routine. And then that's about being supportive. And then how do you support that person at the highest level? And how do you get those things done within the framework of how we want to work out organization. So I think all those things being to coming into play is how you got to think about the process. You know, what's the support system behind your younger player? Hey, what's the support system behind a player that's going to come in that's got a rhythm and routine? Who does he like to talk to? Who are the people that make him comfortable when the game is on the line? How all those things work, right? We've been fortunate to be around a Matt Ryan here. And what was really important about having a guy like Matt Ryan playing at a high level was his backup, right? Whether it was Matt Schaub or whether it was TJ Yates and those people that were putting those positions of support. Like those things are key and critical and just as much for a rookie as it is for a veteran. Mm. Mm. That's a lot of that's a he he's spot on with the way he's talking about the nuances of the quarterback position because and listen, I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds with some of this stuff, but how many times have we talked about, you know, the mental aspect and the mental coaches and things are a lot different now than they were 15 years ago, 20 years ago at the quarterback position. These guys are are really taking it to to, to another level in terms of preparation um and comfortability. And, and I I mentioned this to Bo earlier. We were talking about Kirk Cousins and where he might end up and what he might do. I think the Vikings would be absolutely crazy to not put Kirk Cousins back in the fold. Well, I'm looking at Twitter, and one of his teammates has come out and said the Vikings can are going to win a Super Bowl. They can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins yeah. as their quarterback. So I can't imagine that Jordan Addison or Justin Jefferson would be happy to not have Kirk Cousins back at the helm and and I think he's got a great future with that team. I think they can make a run. I think he's got, you know, three good years left in him. I just don't know that he'll become available to anybody else because I think the, I think Minnesota would be ridiculous not to, to bring that guy back in the fold. Well, Justin Jefferson said that that's, that's a part of his decision is where, what happens with Kirk Cousins. I don't think Justin Jefferson is going to openly resign there unless Kirk Cousins is there for a couple more years uh, or he'll just – go through the franchise tag thing once he is his contract is up 
Stay with us here on the morning shift because later on we are giving away a four pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is going down on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. But again, stay tuned. I'll tell you when to call in to try to win those tickets. Up next, we'll hit a TV's timeout and the Hawks. Never playing from behind yesterday. We'll tell you about their latest W on the other side on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Mornings on the Game means more of the morning shift. Nice. (laughs) On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. When we got set, I I thought, you know, we did a a better job staying in front of the ball. And, um, you know, our, our bigs came over and, you know, contested shots and uh, able to rebound. So it's you know, playing through a whole possession. And uh, so I think we're helping each other more. That was Atlanta Hawks coach Quinn Snyder on what worked well for the defense after they never trailed in a runaway 124-97 win over the Utah Jazz last night. By the way, Jalen Johnson had 22 points with 13 boards. And Atlanta scored the first 12 points and then never looked back to after after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. John Collins back in the house last night. Uh, shout out to him and, and the crew at uh, the arena doing a nice job at the video board. Got him a little bit emotional. Um, but Jalen Johnson from the tip was like, oh, here's, cool. hey, John Collins back in the house. Guy I played behind last year. Uh, I'm going to take it to him. And actually, John Collins in the first four or five possessions actually drew a charge on Jalen, which is um, – you know, it was, it was kind of funny to watch because Jalen just went right at him. And I thought it was a good battle. Jalen, uh, they listen, I think it's lazy to sit here and say that Trey's been out for two games and they're playing great defense. But all around, everybody's scoring. They're playing good defense. I think Kobe Bufkin uh, and his presence is is interesting, to say the least. He's uh, he's definitely kind of learned on the job in the G League and, and played some nice defense. And it's a team with a, a huge win. Um, in a game that you felt like you should have seen this result a long time ago uh, from this team. So it, it'll be interesting to uh, see the way it all plays out. Utah is by no means like world beaters, but they're a decent a decent team. So it's, I don't know. It was a nice performance last night, and I, I can't really put my finger on what exactly it is. I think, like I said, it'd be lazy to say that the defense is better, it trades out, but they had their ups and downs offensively as well yesterday. They just ended up pulling, uh, pulling ahead at the right time. Yeah, the Hawks had won two straight games after losing Trey Young. So he's out again for, what, at least four weeks. They'll reevaluate him at four weeks. He has a torn ligament in his left pinky finger. So DeJounte Murray, though, taking over primary ball handling duties. He had 17 points and 11 assists. Yeah, they were a little bit sloppy offensively at some point. points in the game last night. Just, just didn't look clean. But the effort's there on defense, and that's the one thing you can say. Uh, and I don't know if that's a Trey Young issue or not, but he's played definitely better over the last year defensively. But the effort was there. So, like, you're you, I don't want to hear anyone criticizing Utah. That's exactly who you are, and that's Atlanta. They have the same damn record uh, within a game. The Hawks are have one less win than Utah, so you're pretty much Utah. So before anyone says, well, it's just Utah, you are Utah. So, you know, that, that's a team that, that you, you beat handily last night when, honestly, um, you're, you're pretty much the exact same team. Favorite. It was a two-point favorite at home. You so. are Utah. You are, you are Utah. You're just, you, just, you don't have John Collins anymore. You just don't live yeah. in Utah. That's yeah. what you're going to no, I mean, you're, you're the same team. Home again? You're, they're 27 and 32. <laughs> you're 26 and 30. You're the same team. 
Tell me the difference in Atlanta and and, and the Hawks and the Jazz. Well, there's, not, there's not a big one. Yeah, uh, exactly. yesterday it was. So was it's it? so it's a good win. So yeah. I don't want to hear anyone diminishing it on their, you know. Your tone just sounds who so hurt you? negative. What are you talking about? No one, who, but, who but, but I, I, I just, I, I hear, you know, like, and, and Dylan had to go point where we we're talking to break. Dylan's like, well, they've lost like five of six. Yeah, but th- who are you? I mean, you're, yeah, well, I hear like, people. Who is you? Because I, <laughs> I hear people talk, and I was hearing the other day, people like, well, you know, they, they beat Orlando, but don't, don't, get, don't get excited. They're not going to go and run, and that's fine. I, I get it too. I've been uh, I've been very out on this team because I have never I've not seen anything that told me to be in yet. But before, you know when but when we do talk about it, we should be fair in the fact that you beat you beat your equivalent on the other side of the court last night, and you beat them handily. So uh, it's two wins in a row without Trey, and that's that's a good thing. It's not a negative. So maybe they look. Maybe they can try to you know. String a couple here together. At, 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 let me let me ask you all this before we move on. At what point, if you're able to win three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, at what point do you start scratching your head and going, hmm, this is really starting to work really well with this lineup? Uh, at any point when I win more than they've wanted, it, it, whenever they're going on a winning streak bigger than they had with Trey, that's when. I'll be like, well, why is all of a sudden now you're winning games? Yeah, That's but, when. Or if they hold, keep holding teams under 100 points. <laughs> that's a good point. Let's hit a TV time. Now listen up. Now let's take a look at what's going on in Tiffany's world. The same fun with TV's timeout on the morning shift. Brought to you by MaximumCashHomeBuyers.com. Fair cash offers for as-is homes. Don't waste your time with repair. Call 678-902-2000. All right, so I hit the big 4-0 this year. But it's not until the fall, and I'll be in the midst of football season, so I can't be like some people here. It's nice to hear you actually admit make, that you're turning 40. I don't not admit it. Uh, you've kind of shot away from it in the past. No, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. you're pretty much 40 I now. tell everyone my age because I don't look my age. We can go ahead and celebrate in the spring. You can go ahead and go on a trip in the spring because you're pretty much 40 now. Uh, you so. need to tiptoe around this subject, dude, because we definitely botched her birthday last year. And I didn't botch anything. You're leading us right look, down that path. I like wish her happy birthday right on the day that she celebrated her birthday. I could be like some people here and try to make turning 40 a national holiday and go on a week-long vacation in Mexico. and <laughs> Make my you know, friends go to Mexico with yeah, me. Make my friends go with me. My friends want to go to Mexico I'm just trying to decide, you know, if I want to do low-key because it's going to have to happen sometime between now and before football season because all I'll be able to do in football season is probably go to a nice dinner, and that will be it. So, Or wait and celebrate turning 40 the following year, which I don't – feel like I really want to do so I'm gonna have to do it this summer and I have a couple options actually I have well the one option would be there's a plethora of options I could do the other (laughs) option (laughs) that don't make no sense I'm putting it in its own category right I could basically go do anything or I could go to Ireland with the boys okay and I already had a talk with him last night. I said, look. Did you get back in the group chat? I'm not there. Well, <laughs> this is the other group chat with the oh, other no. set of boys. No. no, we all went to dinner last night. We all went. Wait, and how many wings. group chats with random sets of boys are there? No. So there's, okay. How do I break? I'm not going to say or break this down. There are, there's my core group of, of boys, core group of guy friends. Which is how many people? That's like four, or three of them. Okay. Those three. And then through a guy that Mike actually knows, I now know 
two more guys. So that thread from the weekend was just from going to dinner over the weekend. And it doesn't really exist anymore. You're messing up my, the whole point of this. Stop asking questions in my segment. So my point is, well, if you would be more, do, I am. I, you're, we don't you're need so all these confusing. details. You don't need all these details. Well, so, I think the people out there want to know. No, no. So back to what I was saying. Do I go to Ireland? I already had the talk of you guys aren't ditching me for <laughs> whatever little <laughs> right ladies yeah. you may find over there. Yeah. Okay. We need a buddy system. Women, we have a buddy system. No one leaves. Buddy. You don't leave alone. Okay, I'm not getting. You know, take in. I'm just kidding. It probably wouldn't happen. I don't think in Ireland you got that. To about. <laughs> so you go to France, but, you but might be in trouble. Um, I'd rather be on a beach. I think I want to be on a beach in peace, maybe a spa, something like that. Or I cash in on some of my miles and go to Ireland, which I have actually wanted to go to Ireland because it's very scenic. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And it will be around the time where Georgia, Georgia Tech and FSU play there. We're actually going to go to the game. Yeah. And that would be quite the experience to experience a college football game in that, Ireland. That's a good that's point. College that's college football good, season, though, but if that's, that's I, week I, zero. I might be get, yeah, well, maybe maybe I already you know pulled some strings. Pulled some so. strings. Maybe I already got approval. Uh, I have an idea. What if you what if you took a week? I mean, what if you split the trip in half? What if you what if you went to like Greece or something for three or four days and then went to Ireland? The only problem is so all my girlfriends, most of my core girlfriends, all actually we all work in sports. Mm. So all of them will right. not be able to probably so go do a trip that close the to the season. Right. If I'm gonna, yeah. So I Makes could sense. do something earlier, something smaller earlier, or go to go to Ireland. I kind of see you as the type of person that would just go on vacation by yourself. Uh, not I hateful. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You have to uh, be very select. I, I learned my lesson. But no, I'm, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just think that you would just you no. just do your own thing because no, it makes it easy. I, I I let me ask you this next question, and you can throw it right back at me. Why not do both? I think you could go with the girls during the summer when yeah. they're all off, and then you probably have enough miles to throw it back at Ireland in week zero. But I wouldn't have enough miles to fly where I want to fly, what position I want to fly. Yeah. You're- if I'm going overseas, <laughs> I want, I maybe, I don't know if I want Yo. a comfort seat. I think I, I want a You're bed. You're actually right. I, you know? I think you could pay the upgrade. I do not bougie have, Dylan, you can't man. talk smack to me where it's not going out over air. He just said you you're bougie. That's all I'm not bougie. Yeah. There, nothing about me screams bougie this morning. Yeah, we're, not do, we're not doing this. Yeah, I don't know. So, all right. Well. I we, think you should do both. And I think you should right. just buy, it's your 40th. Bite the bullet financially. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, the, all all your your female friends and your guy friends are able to financially take care of themselves. It's not like you're having to do anything beyond that. No. Do a nice little Plus, how many weddings have I had to go to? Right. How many baby gifts have I had to take buy? Take the bull by the, How many baby gifts had you had to buy? I've bought a lot. Uh, have you? Actually, I think buying baby clothes is actually kind of hey, cute. Never yeah. got one. But, you know. Um, <laughs> have another kid and I'll, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll go. Don't you wish that don't on you, me right I'll now. I'll go get you something. <laughs> This hour brought to you by Morgan and Morgan Injured. Hire Morgan and Morgan, America's largest injury law firm. When we come back here on the morning shift, let's get back out to Indy and the Combine. And we'll find out what the Falcons are looking for when it comes to a quarterback. And we'll get into the team's free agency process. That's next here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. 
This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. That dial. This is the morning shift. All of them are really, really hot on Sports Radio 929 the game. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this hour Miami. brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, uh, lasting, clean. So my brother used to play this song. Yeah. Too many times. Miami. Me and my sister may or may not have. <laughs> made it so he couldn't remove himself from a chair. No. Um, duct tape? Closed his room door and left this song on repeat. How, how much so, younger is he than you? He's two years younger than me. Jesus. And then four my sister. Yeah. And we just left it on repeat. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all are all two years apart? We're all two years apart. Oh, God bless God. my mother. God, God bless her. her. Yeah, oh, man. Especially with what your dad was doing for a living. God bless her. Oh, my God. What um, a saint woman. So. Jesus. But yeah, we definitely uh, tied him up. Well, actually, we had ha- we had we had handcuffs, so because we, we had like a playset, we had a playset, so we left him attached to a chair. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's not listening today. And we left this song on repeat because he was so annoying playing it all the to, time. You need to get close to that microphone and tell him you're sorry. No, he's fine. Did. He turned out okay. Did he? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just—I don't know him. I'm just I'm saying you should probably apologize. It might be time to an airing of grievances. Maybe Look, he calls in the wake of calls. We toughened him up me. for the real world. Yeah. You know, oh, I feel like did? having sisters and your little brother—it prepares you. It prepares you. My dad dealt with the same thing, and I actually was talking to my aunt at my wedding, and she was like, "You're—he had three older sisters. Oh, she was like, oh, your I'm dad." Sorry. Used to like we. She was like we literally almost drowned him one time. Like held his head under the water. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what? memories. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> don't look at me in judgment, Bo. I'm just pretty. Women are meaner than men. We all love each other. Mm. Yeah. Is that what it is? That's what it is. So it's a it's a cool way to show it. It really is. <laughs> Let's get back to. Bostradamus here in his uh, salary cap numbers. I'm going to set you up for this. I know you like to do the number crunching. So the Atlanta Falcons officially announced that they are releasing tight end John New Smith. Smith caught 50 passes for 532 yards and three touchdowns last season. He had a pretty solid year uh, for this team. 
But the Falcons are now saving $6 million in the salary cap space by releasing him. They also could free up another $6 million in cap space if they decide to move on from quarterback Taylor Heineke as well. Yeah, six and a half to be exact. It gives you about 41.6 uh, free money this year. Not free money, but cap space. The problem, though, is that you're going to spend about nine and a half to sign your rookie draft class. That's based on having uh, a first, picking an eight, and then you have a second, and two threes right now, uh, and uh, four, five, and six. You don't have a, you don't have a seven. I think that's the way it, way it lined up. But then uh, that gives you about $32 million to work with, and the Falcons are a team that's in the past like to save anywhere from, I don't know, you can just maybe 4 to $10 million for the season, and you that money rainy rolls. Rainy day fund. Well, it's a rainy day fund, but it also rolls over to the next year. Like They rolled over $7 million this year into the cap. So that, that only gives you around 20 to $25 million to work with, um, depending on how much you want to spend. So I would assume that you would – Move on from Taylor Heineke. He has saved another six and a half million. You know, Johnny Smith was going to count nine this year against the cap. So by cutting him, you have two and a half. You eat two and a half of dead, and you save six and a half. Uh, he's a second tight end, and the offense is changing. He was a Arthur Smith guy, and it was yeah. a guy that they wanted to use in the system they wanted to run. And I think he played very well. But you got to make decisions, and these aren't all easy. And that's one they made. Yeah, no, I, it, it, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow from the outside looking in because you know what Johnny Smith was for you last year. He was one of your more explosive players. By God, if I've said the word yak on here one time, I've said it probably 30, and he was your, your best yak guy, honestly. Broken tackles, uh, you know, being able to get out from under people and a lot of balls that would hit him on the run or the speed screens, and he did a good job accelerating. And um, he's, he was definitely a weapon for this team last year. Um, and it just, on the surface, you look at it and go, man, this sucks. But when you look at it financially, it just makes all the sense. Yeah, um, it does. But let's uh, keep it moving here with the combine <laughs> that is going on in Indianapolis. We have satellite interference. <laughs> <laughs> it's the aliens. We talked about it yesterday, didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, the Area 51. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. Was that yeah, three yeah. days ago? Who I don't knows? believe in it's aliens. It's Friday. No, it's Thursday. Yo, do I need to out you for your, what you said in the elevator yesterday? Sure. Bo, we're fine. leaving yesterday, and no. I was like, oh, man, I'm tired. I was like, man, uh, me and Bo are racing tonight. It's, the, it's race tonight. She goes, I thought y'all did that on Tuesday. And I just let it marinate for like 10 or 15 seconds. You and I kept at, looking at her going. You gave me the James Harden look at that gif. Yeah, yeah. Where, he like, where he's yeah. like, mm. I just kept looking at her going, she's going to realize in just a minute. And then finally she caught me looking at her, she goes, it is Tuesday. I was like, mm, okay, thank you. I'm glad you came to that conclusion on your own. Well, I don't know why any of that's surprising. She <laughs> asks us every day before she turns her mic on. What day is she it again? She was so serious, I had not though. this whole week. She was so serious. And even after saying it was. I thought that was, was on Tuesday. Yeah, I was serious. I shouldn't know your racing schedule, but unfortunately I'm privy to that information. <laughs> so it's not by choice. You guys just tell well, me these things. You know, we can. We, I'm, just, I'm not even going to do it. No, do no. it. No, nope. do it. Just keep it moving. Let's no, keep talking. I'm not Falcons. talking. I'm turning my mic off. Do Let's it. keep talking. No, Falcons. go there. Go there. I don't know where it is, but go there. I feel like being evil today. Well, you know, we were talking about cap space and Terry Fontenot was <laughs> on with Andy and Randy day day. And he talked about how cap space increase, uh, increase and affects their free agency don't do my job. process. It's more than we anticipated. And um, it's, Clear, like the league said, it's unprecedented that growth, and it's really unbelievable when you look at. Uh, somebody sent me a, a sheet that where it shows from from '94 to now and how much growth the league has had, and it's, it really is unbelievable. 
the, the, our mindset with the cap is, okay, these are the must needs and wants, and we have to get these things and we have to um, make sure we, we hit these. And cause it's not just the cap, it's the cash. It's what you're willing to do. Luckily we have an owner that's willing to spend and he's very aggressive and he doesn't mind spending a lot of money at any point because some places you can have cap space, but they're, they're not willing to, to spend the cash to get. So that's where we have that support from ownership. And so we know regardless of what the cap is, whether it's more or less, we know we can kind of figure out ways to do it. But, but that said, when we saw that number, we we're excited. I think that's such a good point by him, right? When you talk about the, the you, you don't ever have to ask questions financially. And it was a week ago that we all sat here on this show and we started, I started getting irritated about the whole thing with the Braves and spending and Ronald Cunha and, and giving him more money and the whole situation with the Hawks or whether or not you're willing to get in the luxury and all that other stuff. You don't ask that question about the Falcons. And I know that there are restrictions and I know it's different in the NFL, but Terry Fino never has to ask questions about where they're at financially. It's like, dude, you go out and do whatever you have to do to, to win. Uh, and I think that's the situation they find themselves in. I, I'm with Bo. I thought uh, on the outside looking in throughout the offseason and throughout the end of last season, they would have more cap space. Um, but when you start crunching the numbers, a lot of these these numbers are tied up in, in the trenches and in offensive line and defensive line. So it, it it starts making a lot of sense making moves elsewhere, I guess. Well, we went from having, you know, everyone complained about Matt Ryan and all the money he made and how much percentage of the cap he took up. And look, it was, it was, a, it was a good amount, especially – uh, in 2020 and 21 after the COVID year and the cap went down so much. But 40% of your cap is tied up in six players. That's rough estimate. It may be like 39.4 or something, but right around 40% is tied up in six players. Five mm-hmm. of them are in the trenches. I was going to say. And one is not. Uh, I wonder if you could guess who the player is not in the trenches. At the, that, that's is, it, is he an all-pro? I mean, I don't know. Are you going to guess the guy's name or not? <laughs> is he in the secondary? Do you just want to guess his name, or is do you guys want to keep player beating of on the, the bus? Year? Do, do you his wanna... name start with a J? Well, why don't you say the name you think instead of just trying to be 100% accurate? Even though you're right, it is Jesse Bates. But <laughs> the, other guys, <laughs> the other guys are Lindstrom, McGarry, Matthews, yeah. Anyamata, Grady Jarrett. That's why when I hear complaints about the offensive line – or how it needs to be retooled, you guys are just making things up that are never going to happen because you are you think you're set. You're going to run a very similar system as far as blocking scheme to what Arthur did here with the you know all the McVay Shanahan stuff all came from like a wide zone blocking scheme, which these guys are set up to do. But you're not going to sit here and, and just tear down the offensive line that you've built up, especially this 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 um this front office has spent money either re-signing or retooling, like you know, going and drafting Bergeron and Dahlman. But you've got a you've got three of those guys, three of the six players that you have forty percent of your cap in is in the trenches. Yeah. So and, you're not doing anything with that. And and the other thing to look at is I know that there were times last year where where the quarterback position was obviously under fire from the offensive line, but you look as a whole, I mean, they're, they're a good unit. I mean, they, they are a good unit. I know you can nitpick and say Bergeron this. I thought he grew into a really good left guard last year. Uh, you know, th- those extensions on the right side of the offensive line are just now hitting. Um, so I, I, there's, there's not a lot to be done there if people want something done. Uh, it's it's going to come in other positions. If you want better pass protection, it's going to come from 
getting the ball out quicker, right? It's come uh, schematically doing other things because there there ain't much moving right now in that offensive line or that defensive line. Unless you go sign someone at center. Uh, the defensive line just is edge. You know, you need an edge. If you're looking at the offensive line, he's got to protect uh, whoever's up there, has to protect a quarterback. And it might be a rookie quarterback if the Falcons choose to go that way in the draft. Here's GM Terry Fontenot on what the most important QB trait is. You have to be a good football player, and different players do it different ways. You have to be an effective football player, right? You have to be able to come in, and the pieces that we have, the pieces that we add, you have to be able to come in and be a multiplier and make those players around you better. So we need the right skill set, the right talent. Again, said at the end, you got to have the right leader and the right person that's going to come in. It's about that makeup and make sure we bring the right person because there's no position that is looked at more and dissected more. There's no position that has more pressure on it. And so we have to get the right human being and then make sure the skill set fits fits what we're looking for and it's kind of a different situation but I brought this up earlier than what the Bears are going through but they're still talking about the finding a quarterback when you still have two quarterbacks and Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke still on this roster right now Um, but then you look at the play from both quarterbacks of last year and that is why we were having a discussion that is why they're being asked questions about potentially taking a quarterback in this year's draft. And so those traits that he listed are important. And it's probably not maybe saying that the other guys don't have those traits, but maybe you're looking for those traits combined with a certain skill set that you would like to have in this offense that Raheem Morris is now um, going to be instilling here in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you bring up the Bears, and, and Matt Eberflus talked yesterday, and, and he was talking about things that he thought quarterbacks needed. And he said, uh, I look at guys that can operate third down, two minute in the end of game situations. To me, that's a separator. Then you look at toughness. Toughness for a quarterback really is about mental toughness, be able to stay in the pocket, deliver the ball, and also have discernment to be able to move out of the pocket and create when it's necessary. But he never attributed it to his own quarterback, who's Justin Fields, who does have some of that, uh, but I'm not 100% sure how great he was on third downs throughout his career or last season. So... You know, they have the reports out of Chicago say the Falcons are now have reached out, and I'm sure they have reached out. They wanted to know probably what what the price is. I I just think of everything they're telling you and all the things that they're saying in these press conferences. They want to go find a guy in this draft that fits those things and then mold him into what they want. And I think they want to do it with a financially feasible option because the reason. It, it, make, it muddies the water with Justin Fields as you give up picks, and then he's due. If, then you have to pick up the fifth-year option, and that is going to be twenty, almost $26 million next year. And we see the cap. While it's growing, the more players you sign, it's also shrinking. Well, free agency is about to be upon us soon. Would you like to have a Brian Burns here? I don't know. Maybe? Yes. <laughs> Please. Thanks for playing along. Thank you. Well, we'll tell you the Panthers' plans for their star. That's next here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, Night Side of the Game. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Started Go ahead. with the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh ready for this. Oh snap! Oh! something to you. Everyone here is like waiting for the beat to yeah. drop. From a healthier weight to more energy when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Tiff, I'm getting a lot of responses on Twitter uh, about what color Bo's shirt is. Would you like to uh, see some of these? Kind of looks urine-esque. Uh, I have yeah, mild mustard is what was uh, is what was, uh, rusty actually. You haven't had enough water. What uh, color is your urine? I if you have enough water. Like. <laughs> you know when you go Somebody into. Somebody get this girl some electrolytes. No, I have. I'm, I'm good. When you go to. Tom Herman would say you're a bad teammate. Yeah, I was gonna say that's immediately what I was thinking of. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. Uh, somebody, uh, a dog fan, said Goodwill Yellow. Um, that's a, a quite a poke. Another dog oh, fan dang. said Baby Poop uh, Brown. So, um, mm. GT Gold. Uh, somebody said Sand. Uh, bad Mustard. Mustard seems to be the theme, though. That's Rusty, what, thank our you, buddy people. Rusty Mansell well, said I think mustard. most of you guys are colorblind. It's tan. It's, it's not tan, dude. It's I, absolutely I hate that tan. they lied to you on the Nike site or whatever it was, but it's not tan. I need to see it's it in the light. Tan. I need to see it in the you light. You can check it on, uh, on the socials if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. So. It's time to go in the huddle. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings within the huddle on the morning shift. Bears GM Ryan Pohl says he wants to do right by Justin. Of course, he's been t- answering a number of these questions about their quarterback while up in Indy at the Combine. 
And, yeah, they want to do right by him if the team decides to keep the number one overall pick and draft a QB. Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Well, it's not just about what's best for Justin. Because it is what's best for Justin. Yeah, but what can they get from it? He said yeah. at the it's end, about he said best for organizations. Best, that's his, and, and the organization yeah. that you're trading. Because you're going to be making a decision for that organization if you don't do it by uh, you know, May 5th. That's when you have to make the decision about that fifth-year option. And you, you can talk all you want. That fifth-year option, that's a big deal Huge for teams. Deal. So how much how much room did you say we had in the cap this year right now? Well, no, I know I know it's moving, but I think it's just to put you it have, in context. You have forty one point six, but right now, as you have with your picks, about nine and a half of that is going to the rookie class. So that takes you down right there to thirty two. Yeah, and then you're gonna have you want to have some money to play with during the season. So let's just take another seven off that. You got twenty five million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think it's in. in by no means is this how it works out. I'm just saying to put it in context, you're dealing with $25 million right now. That's what you're looking at as far as the cap number goes or, or as far as that tag goes. And and then you, I, I'm of the thought that you have to sign them long-term at that point. That's, that's a lot of investment for two, two different teams. And look, if you're the team that does it, the Falcons would have essentially two uh, – well, they'd have A.J. Terrell entering hopefully a new year, but you might have Kyle Pitts and Justin Fields both on fifth-year deals, fifth-year options. So – there's a lot of moving parts to, to that deal, but when Ryan Pohl says that, he he's he's talk. It's everybody's best interest that they have this done before free agency. Everyone, not to mention some teams, you might lose some some uh, leverage with if you have any. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler, the Chiefs has informed Jerry Sneed that they are prepared to franchise tag him if the two sides cannot agree to a long-term deal. So Kansas City is also willing to trade Sneed. Off the tag, Fowler adds that Snead is agreeable to that, which gives him the opportunity to negotiate with other teams once free agency opens. But Kansas City is still considered a contender. He's completed his rookie contract with the Chiefs. So it turns into Lamar Jackson point two point oh. Um, and I mean that because that's what you would, you know, you if they if they tag him, then you're gonna have to go to that that route and give up these big picks and pay him top money. Uh, I yeah. love Legereus Snead. I think he's a hell of a player. He's definitely the best free agent defensive back out there uh, as far as cornerbacks go. But no, I'm good. I'll pay. If they tag him, I'll pass. I mean, yeah. it, it's just not the money and the draft capital is it's too much. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And that's it's been so frustrating, man, the last six, eight months since the Lamar Jackson thing. of Oh, you know, everybody passed on Lamar Jackson. Could have gone on a guy. Dude, it was never going to happen. You were never going to give up what you had to and pay him that much money. Well, you could have, but then Lamar is not an MVP and he's not playing in the AFC Championship game because he doesn't have the roster he has there because right. of everything you'd have had to given up. Panthers GM Dan Morgan said, I think we'd use franchise tag on Brian Burns. We'd use the franchise tag. That didn't really sound like proper English there Doing before. Great, sweetie. Burns' status was one of the lead topics at Morgan's press conference from the scouting combine on Tuesday. 
And he said that he will be speaking with Brian Burns' representatives this week. We'll have a little more clarity on that situation after that, but we're working on it. That's what he said via the team's website. I think right now all options are on the table. You know what those options are. We'll find out. I'll have a little more clarity after we meet with the agent. The Panthers have until Tuesday at 4 p.m. to use the franchise tag on Burns. And Morgan's again saying he thinks they'd use it. The, that would uh, tag would carry a one-year salary of $24 million if Burns plays out the year. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to speak in code or he's confident that once they meet with the agent, they can figure this thing out. But they're gonna they're gonna franchise tag Brian Burns because I don't believe there's no I don't believe for a second they get the deal done before the deadline, only because of the history between the representation and the team. Now it is different people, I guess, with Dan Morgan running the show now. Um, I'm not sure how much the owner is still meddling which I know he's meddled last year and he's meddled in the entire time he's on the team. But um, Dan Morgan seems confident. But they're not. He's not leaving that building is basically what Dan Morgan's saying, what I heard. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. He's too valuable. Um, when you talk about edge rushers that make a difference, I know that there was, you yeah, know, listen, he was a, a hold in at last camp, as they call it. But, man, when you look at everything else going on uh, around him and all with that team, they need something positive. They need players back. They need gifted players. And when you have a top, let's just call him 10 edge rusher in the NFL, you're not going to let that guy walk out the door. And so I think the tag is, is obviously what you do. Dan Morgan, by the way, Ding, uh, is is he's, he's still very young in his job, and he's kind of feeling his way through this. And I think he knows what he's doing. I think he'll get it right. But you can tell by some of the answers that he's just like, well, we'll figure it out when we figure it out. In Joe Ortiz's first press conference as the Chargers general manager, he said that he liked what was going on, or he liked that he was going to a team with a strong head coach in Jim Harbaugh, a strong quarterback in Justin Herbert, and strong ownership. Ortiz also inherited a messy salary cap situation. The Chargers, they got a bit of a reprieve, though, when the cap was set at over $255 million for this season. But they are still projected to be over that number when the new league year begins and they have four high-priced veteran stars who could be part of the solution. That includes wide receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Um, they join edge rushers Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack with cap hits of more than $30 million. That's what Ortiz said at a Tuesday press conference. Yeah, he had Come me on. until he said strong ownership. And I mean, I guess two out of three ain't bad because you got two of the, you got two of the three. I don't know if I'd call the Spanos family strong ownership. But you've got the biggest position on the field figured out. You've got one of the second biggest positions on the field figured out twice. And Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, unless Bosa ends up walking because he's due 25. He's counting 25 against the cap this year. That could be a cap casualty or something could happen there. Uh, and then you got Jim Harbaugh who knows. Look, I'm not a big fan of him personally. I think he's a really good coach. The one thing that I love about Harbaugh, though, is he knows who he is and he knows what he wants. Now, it makes him hard to work with sometimes, but you always know where you stand and what he wants. I love that. There's no gray area, and that's what all these guys want. When you talk about Mike Williams, you talk about Keenan Allen, both those guys ain't going to be back in the fold. And you've already you've already you know moved on from Austin Eckler and that whole situation, uh, evidently. So it's be interesting to see what Harbaugh does with this offense, but I wouldn't let either one of those edge rushers walk. I can tell you that. Give me, give me both those guys. This hour brought to you by Zero Res. Smart, lasting, You're great, sweetie. Leave me alone. My mic is on now. Yeah.
What you got for Mike Up? Well, uh, LeBron had to delete a couple tweets. We'll talk about that. Wendy's, you might be paying a little bit more for that late night hamburger. And the Mississippi Valley, uh, Valley State Delta Devils, Delta Devils, get their first win of the year. You're going to want to make sure you listen to this. Oh, I've got good. a thought on LeBron and his tweets. <laughs> it's the Wednesday wraparound version of Mike Up coming up on the other side. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. More than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up. On the morning shift. Ah, the Wednesday wraparound version of Mic'd Up here on the morning shift. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Mike Bo Tiff. Uh, the uh, comments on Bo's pullover continue to pour in on the socials, uh, Tiff. I don't know, but there's... I need to go take a little updated he's, look. He's, he's catching strays. To be honest with you, I'm not oh, even wow. going to read some of these. I'm not even going to read some of these. See, um, the Christopher has it right. It's tech colors with an alligator font. There's, yeah. it's, it's or not an alligator graphic. It's, it's not. It's a tan. I don't. Sure. It's like a sand tan. Uh, it's somebody it's a, said it's that's a tan I washed with my blue jeans. <laughs> I have to go back and look at which one well, that is. Uh, if you want to see Bo's pullover, you can check. But it on I could the be socials. y'all's amusement today. Yeah. MP Johnson Always. 79, I'll drop that on you <laughs> on the Twitter. Um, all right, so we got to get uh, some of this sound. Sorry. I want you guys to listen to this first and foremost. The Mississippi Valley State. Who went to Mississippi Valley State? Jerry uh, Rice. Jerry Rice. The Delta I said that to, Devils. I said that to your cousin. I was like, Wait, didn't, don't they play oh, yeah, Mississippi? he went to Delta State. Because yeah. his cousin played ball at, at Delta State. And I go, hey, did, did y'all play against Jerry Rice's school? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? The Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Well, coming into last night, they were 0-27. I want to make sure I get this guy's name right. Caleb Brunson, the student announcer, uh, they are able to pull off the win, and he absolutely, in the, heat, in the heat of everything that's been going on in college basketball for the last week, he absolutely loses his mind. We ain't here to- and Andre, that's game! And that will be game! And that will be game! So if y'all have not seen this video, it's like 40 people. <laughs> it's like, it's oh. like 40 people storming the court, and he is losing his ever-loving mind Let that they are able that. to pull it. I know. I love it, man. The excitement. Uh, student broadcaster, like I said, his name is Caleb Brunson. They uh, they were 0-27 coming into last night. They got their first one of the year. Good so them. shout out to them, man. It's, uh, it's nice to see that. It's nice to see the excitement, but it's so funny because of all the court storming stuff that we've seen. <laughs> this was a safe one. The Mississippi State warning when they're playing uh, Kentucky. Was it Mississippi State? Yeah, they're playing Kentucky at home. They get warned. Of, hey, and they're down. They're up by like one or two, and they get warned, and then all of a sudden they lose uh, on a buzzer beater. safe. Uh, yeah, so it's it's yeah, uh, they had cops in the crowd, like they had strategically placed cops throughout the crowd at Mississippi State last night, and then yeah. Nathan Shepard hits that uh, that buzzer beater. There was a couple. Well, it was almost a buzzer. There was a buzzer beater last night in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I want to get to this LeBron uh, LeBron James stuff. Anybody that hasn't followed this, so there was a mock draft put out on Twitter, and Bronny, you know, due to the circumstances that USC has been dropped from a 2024 pick. And the, the, the mock draft kind of made the comment he is now projected as a 2025 pick. So it's kind of dro- dropped out of the NBA draft look as far as this week's go, according to some experts. Well, LeBron, not happy about it. Can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says. He just works. It's earned, not 
given. And he also goes on to say, and to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down, blinders on, and keep grinding. These mock drafts don't matter one bit, I promise you. Only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball, people. Well, those have since been deleted and uh, obviously have set off a little bit of a firestorm because uh, he is LeBron James' kid. He is not currently a starter at USC, and LeBron has also made comments that he wants to play with Bronny at some point uh, in his career, but I, I I don't really know why he deleted the yeah, tweets. Yeah, I'm not saying why. I didn't say anything terrible about I don't see anything pocket, wrong with what he said. It is what it is. First off, the first time I heard this story, I was listening to Dukes and Bell, and I was and 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 I was and I used to produce that show, so I'm very you know close to all those guys. I'm screaming at my phone, walking down the road with sprinkles, like this is he's dropping because he had that 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 uh, that injury, not any any injury, a medical condition, and yes. uh, similar to kind of what not the same, but similar to what Demar Hamlin went through in some ways. So he's recovered that, but the reason why LeBron James has deleted these tweets, and I had to, I got to give uh, Shannon Sharp a lot of credit because I watched this and I go, you know what, Shannon? I forgot about when LeBron said this. Let's listen to Shannon talk about it. But here's the thing. This is called Blast Radius. And James, his son, you know what they talk about, how you talk about you. Nobody has tweeted about, talked about more social media-wise than LeBron James. That's so his son was going to get some of that. But here's where LeBron is culpable. LeBron tweeted something that said his son is as good as some current NBA players now. He said that. It's the same thing that we did with LeVar Ball. When LeVar Ball said his son Lonzo was better than Steph Curry, you had him on, we had him on the old show that I was on. Bro, are you serious? So LeBron, Ooh. as much as he, he wants to, and oh. I get it, he's defending his dad, I mean his son, and I get it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not a father, but I completely understand. No, my dad would have done the same for me. Uh, you know, I'm around, i got a bunch of friends that have kids, even, you know, that guy to my laugh right now. Mm. And I get that. But when you put your kid in that situation, when you are one of the four, three or four greatest players of all time, and you're trashing other NBA players about your son, and then you want to act like people are doing it unfairly to him, nah, man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, just, I, yeah. I did not know that that is what was tweeted out prior to him making the tweet that he has now since deleted. Yeah. So. It's uh, it is it's it's interesting. It'll be a conversation that continues to go on until if and when Bronny does hit the NBA. But there is a part of me that looks at LeBron and does feel bad about that entire situation because of what his name Bronny. Uh, he's and, and his dad has done it. So I'm not taking this off of LeBron. I'm just saying I'm I'm looking at just Bronny, like he's under such a microscope. Whereas if he didn't have the name he had, he wouldn't have near the fanfare, and he probably wouldn't be in a lot of these mocks. He wouldn't have that pressure of. You're saying that, just being a James kid, or the fact that he's. A junior. I, I think that he is a. I think both. I think he's. I think, I think his both. title yeah, is a junior. Bron, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he. I think uh, he is a junior, and I think both. I think that that. I think that's unfortunate that he has to have that microscope, and he probably. I guarantee you, there was a part of him. He might not have said it out loud when his dad did say that original tweet about he's better than some guys named Bay. He was probably like, "Dude, come on." And he see, but and I thought Shannon did a great job talking about it. And I, you know, it's just sometimes he doesn't articulate things perfectly and he did this one absolutely yeah. because he said it on you know that like a there, split hall there is some of this it's blast radius because of who your dad is yeah but yes. but your dad can't make it worse and that's what lebron did by saying he wanted to play with him he would hold out and then by doubling down by saying well you know he's better than a lot of nba players well, right i do now. agree with the second tweet that was deleted though even though that tweet that we were talking about that you're pulling up from the past was yeah. i don't even know how long ago that was but i yeah. agree with the second sentiment which is yeah let these kids be kids but the mock drafts are gonna, they're gonna, well, I mean, it's a part of it. And it they're not, what guess what? They're not kids anymore because they're making money. 
And well, that's it, not necessarily you're still true, a kid. It, it, well, and men develop slower than I'm, women. I'm so. gonna I'm gonna tell you this: you're <laughs> not gonna be considered a kid if you're getting paid a substantial amount of money to play a college sport. You're still a you're kid. You're not gonna have that, but you're we, not gonna I, get treated that way. I know, but you're still a kid. Um, all right, so I want to move on. I want to get this. I'm done. Okay, thank you. Uh, I want to get into this Wendy's dynamic pricing, guys. I don't know if you've seen this, and this has set off a little bit of a social media firestorm. I first heard this from Sandra yesterday, but I wanted to get to cover it on here with you guys. Wendy's is unveiling Uber-style surge pricing on some of their menu items. Depending on the time of day, the location, and what exactly you're ordering, they might raise the price. So in order to do this, obviously, you're going to put in all these digital screens, these TVs, whatever it may be on the menu, and the prices are going to fluctuate. I personally don't have a problem with this. The only thing I want to see is to make sure that if you're working some of these crazy hours, if you're working at midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning, I hope you see some of that surge pricing because that's what it should be for in order to pay like a higher hourly wage to some of these overnights. If I'm pulling in and I've been, you know, but I, I have a DD, but I've been drinking, I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm ordering 13 uh, Baconators, uh, you should, if I'm sitting in the kitchen, I want to make some of this surge pricing. So have they said the reason behind it? I know I've heard of this, but I don't know the reason why they're doing it. And have they, yeah. Because they they can. I mean, I know they can, but have they been like, oh, we're going to accommodate. Or not accommodate, but, you know, reward the workers. Or we have to do this because we are Mm short-staffed. And they just decided to roll out a surge price. This is Like their Uber or something. I wish it was. This is is just like everything else. You're going to take advantage of the situation. And there's there's only very, there's very few places you can do a drive through with Steak and Shake. Wendy's, People need to boycott things. These kind of things. Kidding. So when, you know, Whataburger is is a place. I think McDonald's, some McDonald's are 24 hours and yeah. all. So you're going to take – but Wendy's is like famously every – I think most of them are open like 2 a.m. Yeah. I showed I, – uh, Mike Conti had a Wendy's cup yesterday. And I said, have you ever looked at the Wendy's cup? Have you ever noticed something in the Wendy's logo? You look at so. You look at the face of the little girl and how the design goes around in a circle. And at the very yeah. bottom it says Mom. Yeah, because that's Dave Thomas's. That's what. That's who Wendy was. Okay, I think he was they, adopted no. too. His mom was Wendy. Pretty sure his daughter was Wendy. Well, it his says da- mom. Sure that- it says mom. Oh, okay. It says uh, mom on the cup. Look at it. All right, I have to go check it out. I don't want to get this one last story. Uh, I want to play this sound from you guys from inside of the arena last night. Uh, it was Wisconsin against Indiana. Uh, this is a tie ball game at fifty-four fifty-four with ten oh six remaining on the clock, and this is what the fans heard. Yeah, that's going to be a fire alarm. Maybe the last thing you want to hear when you're inside of an arena, especially 10 minutes to go in a tie ball game. Indiana eventually goes on to get the 74-70 win over Wisconsin. I think a lot of people were asking if the fire alarm might have thrown Wisconsin off just a little bit, but uh, that's not a good thing to hear when you're in a packed full arena that you, uh, hey, get up and leave, everybody. I feel like I was just someplace where this happened to me. I'll probably think yeah. about it in the break. Well, it happened yeah, to one of the Super Bowl hotels with one of the teams. I can't remember. I think it was, it was the 49ers. Same, yeah, it was the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, this happened to me when I was in college, maybe twice. Uh, somebody would find the team hotel and they'd pull the alarm at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And you'd be like, dude, come on. Night before game. Crazy kids. Anyhow, that's Wednesday wraparound. All right. You can weigh in on the Wednesday wraparound. Maybe you have a thing or two to say about surge pricing when it comes to your favorite late night fast food joints. Let us know. Call us at 404-726-0929. Wake Up Call is next here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 
As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right. All right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. back here on the morning shift and that means it is time for the wake-up call it is eight o'clock this hour brought to you by mark spain real estate go to markspain.com get a guaranteed offer in your home today and start packing you can call us at 404-726-0929 perhaps you have thoughts on mike's uh wraparound wednesday wraparound and the fast food surging prices or you want to get into some of the falcons and this combine with the talk being about possibly drafting a quarterback. I'm just so curious what the end game will be with some of the surge pricing stuff. Like when I when I look at the Wendy's model, and I, I don't think they'll be the last ones to do it, um, but I think it speaks to – I think it speaks more to a lot more food being delivered these days, right? And so I think when you get that I, – I don't know what their goal is behind it, but I think when you look at Wendy's doing this, I don't think they'll be the last ones. I think they'll be like, yo, if we've got people in the kitchen cooking at midnight and you want food – it's gonna it's gonna cost more. I just hope it's in, I just hope well, it's reflected with the employees. with the workers. Yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna be in peak times where they see the most orders come through. I think so in those times. But that's what surge pricing is like. Yeah, when when places close, like what bars close at two. Yeah, the Uber prices go from uh, it's how long you live half a mile. I mean, I used to live 
where where uh, I used to live down Roswell Road, right before Piedmont and Roswell, and um, where they where they would uh, yeah where they would cross um, or connect, and you know uh, East Andrews area, and we could walk to yeah. East Andrews, but if we wanted you know if we didn't want to walk, the weather was kind of too cold or something. And it would it would be like what would be maybe a seven dollar Uber ride because it's just Atlanta yeah, pricing I mean, would be like thirty five dollars and I'm like, no, I'll I'll just I'll walk briskly. I hope you're wrong. Like I hope I hope you are dead wrong. Well, about I, don't think, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. During, like if it surges during, imagine this now. No, they can't. If he's right and it surges during like dinner hours or lunch hours and you pull in and you're used to paying seven bucks and all of a sudden the line is wrapped around the building and you're paying but, surge prices on top of that, I'd be. So they didn't irate. specify when. No, the surge. I, it just said based on time and location. I read that though. I swear that I read something about it would be more of a late night thing. I thought that that's what that was based on. I hope so. Because if not. I guess I've ate, I've ate my last Baconator yeah, I because say, I am not going to. Did you hear him, Wendy's? <laughs> I'm not going to pay $12 for a Baconator. I is, mean, I already Wendy's pay like nine. Atlanta? They might be. I'm a huge Wendy's guy. Like, yeah. that's one of my favorite fast food burgers. I, the Baconator is the creme de la creme of, of fast food burgers for me. Back in my, b- not the back son in my of Baconator, Baconator days. The big dog. You had Baconator days? Yeah, I used to love the Baconator back in the day. I think I've had one in my whole life. Dude. When it I was, was clutch, it was yeah. <laughs> when I was like religious with my diet, and I was, it was like it was like grilled chicken and green beans every three hours. I had one one cheat meal, not a cheat day, one cheat meal. And you bet your ass, I go to yeah, go to Wendy's and I would super, six strips. Of I bacon. would get the baconator and I would say super size those fries or big, biggie size them or whatever they. I think they call it biggie size there. <laughs> All right, let's go to the lines again. It's the wake up call. Calls at four zero four seven two six. 0929, you can weigh in on what you think the Falcons need to do in the draft. We have, we've heard from GM Terry Fontenot and head coach Raheem Morris throughout this show talking about what they would like to see in a quarterback. And if you have some thoughts on that as well, you can give us a shout. To the lines we go. Good morning, Chris in College Park. What's up? Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, buddy? What's up? Uh, nothing much. Hey, fearless leader, all American. <laughs> I got sure. a, a couple questions. One will be about the quarterback, but my first question is, is is it me or has Leadfoot Blackman been a little off since she got back from the Super Bowl? Mm, a little lethargic with the read. Is she, is, she, is she really tuned in, guys? Interesting. What? I actually, what? Who actually paid you think, to come on and slander me? I actually <laughs> think she's had pretty good energy since the Super Bowl, uh, interestingly enough, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do some more digging into that. I'll think well, about that a little. I'll make sure when I see your name pop up, I won't read it on the list, Chris. How Chris, about that? I'm going to defend her, and I'm Look, real quick before you get to your next point, I'm going to defend yeah. her and take a shot. Um, her energy has been phenomenal. Uh, she's been a little dyslexic reading, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Don't make okay. – do not, do, not, do not do that. All right. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, just, just throw that out there. Keep, keep foot, talking. But, you know. Keep talking because, uh, you know, I run point here and I see the names <laughs> pop up. Yeah. I may just not get gotcha. it again. I got you. Okay, okay. We'll call it truth on this one. We'll call it truth. (laughs) All right. Uh, My question uh, to you guys, and it's about the quarterback, and it seems like we're trending. It feels like we may be trending to getting one in the draft, however we do it, trading up, waiting at eight, whoever it might be. But does this give us the excuse 
that we're a rebuild? I mean, as the fan base, are we going to be able to to stomach a six win, seven win season? And I'm putting it at the you know the bottom spectrum. If we get a rookie quarterback, can the new regime sell that to us? Uh, hashtag Squid Nation. Yeah. Hashtag Squid Squad. That's actually a great question. Well, I'm going to say no. What's the win total that's acceptable? Well, I'll tell you, seven wins isn't acceptable because you just fired your head coach because of the fact that he picked the wrong guy at quarterback and he couldn't win more than seven games a year. First year head coach, rookie quarterback, uh, those seven mm, wins. No, no. You're selling this. You're selling this as you have the roster to win now. Okay, you've went and spent money two years in a row. We wouldn't be the. We have seen lesser rosters win with rookie quarterbacks. Hmm. So no, no, absolutely not. I'm just trying. To, I can't. What was I the strength? Of your, what was the strength of your defense last year? Uh, I mean, your your team. Well, I said was, defense. I gave it away. I was gonna say. I mean, the strength of the defense, in my opinion, was probably your linebackers. Uh, to be quite honest with you, that's so. why I don't understand when people say that our linebacker core is uh, below average. I don't. I've, I've, I've no. seen that way well, too much. Well, I think it would be easy to say the secondary because Jesse Bates was the best part of your defense, but I don't think it was the secondary. I mean, I, I don't think that you fired Arthur Smith to go seven and ten with a rookie quarterback. I, well, I, I don't, dude. I think you're. I don't know. I, I have to get back to that. Back to the lines. Let's say good morning to Joe on his way to work. How's it going, Joe? <laughs> What's up? Hey, it's going good, y'all. Good morning. What's up? Thanks for having me. Uh, Wanted to uh, make a couple, uh, I guess, points that I've been seeing in the uh, just reading what I've been looking at and stuff. But um, wanted to say, uh, I think there's something to like Kirk Cousins. I know that uh, I think it was Terry Fontenot or Kareem yesterday said that they're going to kind of move on from that. But I'm le- I'm looking in, into the tea leaves, and Kirk Cousins' wife is uh, from Metro Atlanta. She went to Milton High School, and I believe most of her family's still in the Alpharetta area. I think there could be something to that, um, and then also I thought it was pretty uh, pretty humorous that uh, Kareem said he probably wouldn't be here if the Falcons had a better quarterback this past season, putting Ritter on the putting a dagger <laughs> at Ritter pretty much. Uh, so I thought that that was uh, yeah pretty enlightening. Yeah. Uh, so just wanted to share that with y'all. Thanks for having me. No, we appreciate Bye. it, Joe. Um, no, I, and, and Raheem was that was that was a little bit tongue in cheek. I think I, I definitely got a chuckle out of that. Him just being like, Yo, I mean, he's shooting honest, it straight. He's being, you know, I don't think it was tongue in cheek at all. I think, I think was, he was just uh, being honest. I think that's yeah. who he that's is. What he, yeah, kind of just came out. And, and, and there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of truth to what he's saying. But we, we've talked about it a number of times on the show. If four different plays last year go differently, you might be still talking to Arthur Smith, and he might be at the at the. You know, at the combine, figuring other things out. Yeah, you're, the quarterback position. you're ten and seven at least. Uh, more than one thing can be true, though. By the way, with the whole Kirk Cousins and you know, like, like yeah, he 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 would be gray here, but uh, it's two two years, ninety million dollars. No, Whew. you and can't. His make teammates it. are lobbying for him up there. Yeah, today I, just, I don't and think go he's to gonna get out of Minnesota. Minnesota. Really Too hard uh, to make it work. Let's go back to the lines. Good morning, Reggie in Fayetteville. How's it going? Good morning to the mighty three, Tiff, Bo, and Mike. Good morning. My, question you, is, my question is this. If the Falcons can't get a quarterback in the draft, why can't they get the best defensive end at the number eight position? Yeah. Uh, I, you're, you're not going to find any pushback on this I knew, show about I know, that. I, knew I can you were, promise you're you gonna jump in that there. you will not find it. And thank you for the phone call. And I can't tell you, look, I'm a just Bama guy, so excited. You just got so excited. I'm a excited. Bama guy, and when I see the mocks with Dallas Turner at eight, I get excited. He is one of the more naturally gifted pass rushers, I think. And I watched him opposite Will Anderson, and Will Anderson was the defensive rookie of the year made this huge impact. I watched Dallas Turner opposite of him two years ago, and I thought to myself, Dallas Turner has more natural ability 
too rush the edge than Will Anderson does. Will Anderson might have that extra level of like get after it, but Dallas Turner is very is a very very good option if it comes to that. I know there's a number of other guys that'll be in that top ten. Uh, if you don't want to get rid of first round picks and you really want to make your team a lot better, you got to find somebody that's going to go opposite of Arnold Ebicady and be able to fill whatever role you want to. I have questions about what that role will be. Um, I love Bud Dupree as far as a run defender, but when it comes to that pass rush, man, finding that extra guy, if that is a Dallas Turner or, or the like, I am completely, completely fine with that. We are going to Adairsville. Hello, Larry. How's it going this morning? Good morning, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> We're down here. <laughs> Everything is well. Everything is well, too. Oh, and then, of course, to the Don, the fearless leader of the mafia. Yes, sir. Mike Johnson. How you doing, sir? Thank you, sir. Good to have you. Likewise, likewise. Quick and easy, man. Listen, I got to wake up Carlos kind of two parts. First of all, Tiffany, you just admitted on, on radio that you had some big girl tendencies because you had some Baconator days. So, <laughs> you know, you know, so we're going to stash that for a little bit later. So we're we, we going to put a pin in there. My back. sister no. always tells me I should maybe not be the size um, that I am with the amount of food that <laughs> I on your diet. I consume. So. Hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Look, nice. Hey, it's all, it's all good. We all got some tendencies like that, too, Chip. It's all great. But my wake-up call this morning goes to the parents and these kids at the 707 camps and the AAU culture, man. It's Everybody knows everything that took place with the Cam Newton situation. Why in the world, when you're at an event, that you could be getting knowledge from somebody that's been where you're trying to get to, that's, that's one on a high level and has an MVP, would you be that, that – ratchet is the word I want to use. You, why you would you be that, that ratchet? You can absolutely say that. You know, and, and, and attack this man when he's trying to pour into your community. Y'all need to catch a clue because when you mess up up, you mess not only up for them, but you mess it up for people coming behind you that's trying to get to the same level. And that's my wake-up call, great man. Call, Larry. Well, after uh, – by the way, Larry's got a great voice. Um, I know. I'm telling you. After uh, reading the article – Drop your dollars, man. After <laughs> reading the article that, that came out about it, it sounds like Cam Newton was just as much as fault as the, the – the, I don't the, know what to think, the man. Players. It's so much he said, she it's said. All all it's all bad It's a bad look there, all the way around. This is the problem with this whole – the the problem with the whole AAU thing isn't always the players or the parents, but the egos that the coaches have. And these were the, the Cam was yelling at the other coaches. The other coaches were yelling at them. They apparently had a relationship. And I I read the article last night, and it was just it was just it was like some high school drama stuff. Yeah. And, and and it bled over. And then you got then you do have players jumping in. I, Actually, the player that jumped in was one of Cam's players. Yeah, I, I saw uh, I saw the statement released from that team, and the, it was I, I I I thought it was good up until a certain point. I started reading, and one of the statements from the the team that Cam was fighting, the coaches that Cam was fighting with, they said something like that. Unfortunately, Cam t- couldn't take the loss real well. And I thought, okay, we come on, dude. Like let's, that, let's. like I was with you until you got there, and now you're taking shots again, and now it's nobody's putting it to bed. Back to the lines. Big Mo waiting on us in Rockdale. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all know I'm a 33.3%. <laughs> so uh, my wake-up call is DN, 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 Falcons. Hmm. And go get one of those free agent or quarterbacks, and we'll definitely make, make it to the playoffs. And I'm out. Yeah. Uh, squeeze in the pocket, man. That's what, that's what it's going to be all be about. And we just – listen, we just talked about – and I'm, I'm going to give you a quick 30 seconds right here. We just talked about the fact that Arthur Smith, with better quarterback play, and Raheem Morris said it, would still be here. 
I would make the argument that two of the three plays that cost you games last year were actually missed sacks and missed tackles in the backfield on quarterbacks. Interesting. Uh, yeah. it, it, when you look at the the situation against Minnesota, when you look at it against Arizona, when you look at it, you know, possibly in some other games, you missed tackles in the backfield that could have gotten you wins, There's and that slipped out of your hands. To so, go around. Yep, always is. Stay with us here in the morning shift. Later on in the show, we're giving away a four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage. That is happening on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. But again, stay with us here on the morning shift. I will tell you when to call in so you can win those tickets. Up next, here on the show, we will get to... Maybe a little life of squid. We got to get to some Maybe braves. Maybe we'll get to some braves. Yeah, Maybe get we'll to just some pack braves. it all in. Let's roll. We'll be right back here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 1970. Back here on the morning shift, and hey, Dylan, we're still staying tuned for this or telling people to call in? All right, let's do that then. I told you about the four tickets we are giving away to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage, which is happening on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. You can call now for a chance to win those four-pack of tickets. So, again, call us now, 404-726-0929. I'll announce the winner in just a bit here. By the way, if you don't get those tickets, you can still purchase them at Ticketmaster.com. But call us now and try to win those. All right, Braves in action today. Spring training going on. Yeah, they play the Phillies today. But, you know, yesterday they played the Pirates. And and, and the most important thing that I saw to that, or what little I saw, because uh, it's kind of hard to see everything. But Chris Sell pitched two innings of uh, no-hit ball, four Ks, and he hit, was hitting 97 miles an hour. And I not just straight line 97. Like, he had movement on 97 miles an hour. I don't know what the future holds for Chris Sell this year, if he can stay healthy or not. But if you get 97 mile an hour with movement, Chris Sell, for 25 starts this Dude. year, um, giddy up. Like you're you're the Braves are in a good place because that is that is that is the guy that that he was before he started cutting up jerseys and and you know and got injured with some freak injuries that happened. I mean that is just filthy, yeah. filthy stuff. And you had that as the third guy of the rotation, you know, after Strider and Freed, and then Sell, and then you followed up with with the old man Morton and. Hell, who knows? You might have Hurston Waldrop or A.J. smith Shaver in that fifth spot throwing heat, throwing more heat. So it just – it really – it gets you a little bit excited that that's what, that's what he – the stuff he has. And if you can get some of that this year, I mean, the Braves are going to be in a really good spot. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, is it – is it too early in spring training to say he was dominant? I know I don't like using the word dominant yeah. in spring training, but yeah, it's too early. I mean, four uh, four strikeouts, like you mentioned, the performance all, all, was dominant. Yeah, I mean, it was. You, uh, you don't ever know who he's going up against, and and obviously sure. you can break all that down. And the, the highlights you can find on Twitter, it's like the whole press box view kind of thing. 
Um, but obviously the swings and misses are a big deal for him right now. I'm with Bo. When you're touching 97, he's always been that guy that's 94, 95 and can get, in, and can get it up when he really needs to. Um, and so he's, he's fitting right into that role. It looks like classic Chris Sale. And if he can continue on that trajectory, like you said, I mean, you in theory have three number ones. Uh, when you, if Spencer Strider can keep the ball in the ballpark this year, you in theory have three number ones. And I'm not getting out ahead of anything, but we've already talked about the importance of the playoffs this year for the Braves. When you look at it from that angle and think about those three guys going in a potential playoff series, I don't care who they're going against. I, they're going to have every every uh, ability to to be able to run the table in that. For me, I don't look at the result in spring training. You know, as far as wins and losses, well. Even if guys get, you know, Spencer Strider goes out there and he throws his curveball uh, last Saturday and he gets he gets tagged or gets knocked around a little bit. I'm not upset because he's he's trying stuff. He's uh, kind of getting locked in on stuff. You're working out kinks, all that kind of stuff. What what I get excited about is when a guy goes out there that's been an injury plague, lost some velocity, and hits 97 and has movement on it, and he looks filthy. Swing, you said it swings and. The guys are going to make contact, but getting you know he struck out the side. That, that's great. The swings and misses are what is important, but it's more of what you saw from him, and and if you can get more of that, and how now see the next thing for me is how does he feel today and tomorrow, and how does he feel when he gets a couple of those starts in? I don't care about the results, but it's how you feel and how the you know the movement, how how the guys kind of look, how things look more than results. Yeah, just stay healthy and keep that thing pointed towards opening day. But you seem very excited about, especially the background that he has. And you mentioned the injuries and all that stuff that he's been coming back from. And we also know how his teammates think of him, too. Um, Spencer Schreider talking about this, the ultimate competitor that he is. So it's great to hear that about sales and then to see it at least play out somewhat. I know it's early, but play out there. Isn't it weird to you all that when we talked about all the offseason moves you wanted to see? Right, and you and you, you kind of talked about some of the guys from the White Sox and who you might want to move around. He just wasn't on anybody's radar, and I think we we've even heard that he was shocked. Right, he was kind of shocked that he's being moved to Atlanta. Uh, Grant mentioned it yesterday that he was kind of caught off guard with being moved to Atlanta. Well, but it's just funny in hindsight that you look at it and you go, I can't imagine a better fit. Like I, I can't imagine anybody that would fit better with what the what the Atlanta Braves needs are than Chris Sale right now. Well, he's a power pitcher when he's healthy. I don't think think he caught off the radar. I I honestly did not follow the Boston Red Sox trade rumors enough to know if he was being shipped uh, or shopped, I should say, and what they wanted, you know, what their their, their goal and, and their future was with him. But when it, And then when it happens, the only thing you hear is there's – when everything happens, people some people get excited and some people just naysay. And there's always seems to be more naysayers and happy people. But the naysayers are, well, who cares? You're not healthy. They're paying a majority of his contract. He has said multiple times he feels as healthy as he has in years. If that's true, mm. then yeah, mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be the best move in the offseason that no one talked about. Mm. And maybe the best one overall for the this year, anyways. And I'm sure you're gonna hope that you're saying the same thing about the Falcons when they come out of the draft, also coming out of free agency this year as well. Uh, the combine going on in Indianapolis. That's where Falcons GM Terry Fontenot and head coach Raheem Morris both are. And they both were on our Andy and Randy yesterday discussing the quarterback position. And so basically for Raheem Morris, um, he got into the difference in between bringing in a veteran QB and drafting a rookie. 
when you get a rookie quarterback, you're learning that guy and you're trying to teach him what his roles and responsibilities are along with getting him comfortable and finding his rhythm and routine, right? And being able to put people around him that can help him do that. And you have some people that would be a little bit more caught up a little faster to know kind of what they want to do and how they want to do it. You can help them. But acquiring a veteran, obviously, you'll have a guy that's coming in with some rhythm and some roles and kind of knows his routine. And then that's about being supportive. And then how do you support that person at the highest level? And how do you get those things done within the framework of how we want to work out Falcon organization? So I think all those things being to coming into play is how you got to think about the process. You know, what's the support system behind your younger player? Hey, what's the support system behind a player that's going to come in that's got a rhythm and routine? Who does he like to talk to? Who are the people that make him comfortable when the game is on the line? How all those things work, right? We've been fortunate to be around a Matt Ryan here. And what was really important about having a guy like Matt Ryan to playing at a high level was his backup, right? Whether it was Matt Schaub or whether it was TJ Yates and those people that were putting those positions of support. Like those things are key and critical and just as much for a rookie as it is for a veteran. Well, it's just funny because you look at, you know, the the GM and the head coach of a team and you just think sometimes it just feels like it's production and contracts, wins and losses, touchdown throws, how much money are you spending? But it's just funny to hear the the in-depth process of the decision-making about what team does he have around? What is his mental state? Who is it? You know, who does he go to to prepare himself? It's a, And it's funny because all those things are actually a big deal. And, and, and I get on, you know, people all the time that want to make football into a chess match with plastic pieces on the board. And it's just not. There are personalities involved in all these decisions. There are people involved in these decisions. There are relationships all throughout that locker room that actually matter in a given situation. And I think it's uh, it's important to keep that in mind. And I think that's what you hear coming out right there. Well, I told you guys that you should stay tuned to find out who the winner of the AEW tickets uh, were going to be for the Wrestling Dynamite and Rampage. that's happening Wednesday, March 6th. And we have a winner that called in, oh, and nice. that is Thomas from Marietta. So congratulations on winning that four-pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage that is happening on Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets, by the way, are on sale at Ticketmaster.com, but we got plenty more to give away the rest of the week. So keep staying tuned to the morning shift, and I will let you know as the week continues when you should call in. Up next, we will be put to the test is what I'm hearing. Actually, I'm just going to make it YouTube will be put to the test. What? What? No, you're definitely participating. You're not getting out of this. <laughs> Steak tips is just ahead here on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. We're going to get on down now. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the morning shift. Make some noise. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer in your home today and start packing. We have talked about, I did used to love this one too. <laughs> we have talked about Kirk Cousins Jeez. and where he could potentially end up in free agency. But I want to talk about Kirko. Okay. That's what Sorry. they call him. Kirko. Kirko. When he puts on the chains, now he's really. Turn it up a notch. Okay. Have you seen his Instagram post? Uh, maybe. So, I don't know which one you're talking about. Maybe. This was just posted yesterday. And in this case, he is shouting out uh, his grills guy. He's got some golds in, up in his mouth. His, Lots of golds up in his, his mouth. His grills guy. He's got a like grills his, guy. His, we're not talking about the big green egg here. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> grills uh, with a Z. I need to put an M. I need to. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> What's the guy? Oh, What's sir, the, do you have a grill? <laughs> no. Are you talking about grill? Like a grill? They make gold grills now? I'm not talking about a Weber squid. I'm talking about grills. I'm talking about a Paul a Wall boss. grills. Yeah. A big gold egg? No. Big gold egg. You need one. I got a big green egg. You need one to, so you can, I don't yeah. even know. Be a little happier. Okay? Uh, pretty, pretty sure I've got a grill you went for to a everything. Dark place He's been spicy, us. yeah. Been, Last two hours, Bo's been in a, in a we've dark place. been great. Well, not really switched. I've, all, I've been. Yeah. Despite what uh, like a you paid your caller to call in and say. What's that, what was that guy's people. name again? Let me tell you something. That's Chris in College Park. Yeah, He's I don't a member even of the nation, so you better get it right. He'll never get it. He'll never get it. <laughs> I'll get on this show. I'll, I'll make sure that. You're not the hey, boss of this uh, show. Her cousins, if you, you just think want to go to Instagram, you should check out his grill. He said that. Uh, he believes Justin Jefferson approves on this. It's it, by all means, you know. It, it sounds like his everybody wants him back. Is there the a player in the NFL that you would be less likely to tie to a grill than Kirk Cousins? Like uh, I, I mean, and I think I think thinking. Brock Purdy is close to that category. But yes. of all the players in the NFL, I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm going, Kirk Cousins would be the last one that I would think would he. And I know it's a joke on his part or whatever it is, but seeing the picture. <laughs> It's hilarious. It's so funny, man. Like it's, it's it cracks it's, me up. The whole comment about Cole's cash is just so. Good. Oh yeah, he did oh say you can't God, get it with Cole's so cash because you know he rocks his. You know he always yeah. is promoting Cole's and I Cole's love cash. It, man. I, you guys I, make hundreds of millions of dollars. Nothing really surprises me with him anymore. I mean, I, I think because he's got a really good personality and he he's very self-effacing. He likes to have fun. So with him, it, things just don't things just aren't really surprising anymore. Now, if Caleb McGarry walked in with the grill, I'd be surprised. Um, that would be one that would surprise me more. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. Yeah. So he's an interesting follow on Instagram, by the way. Caleb McGarry. Caleb yeah. McGarry is? Oh God. Yeah. I, I I I'm so hesitant to follow Falcons players on Instagram. It, it's maybe. it's funny because it's kind of exactly what you would expect from him. What? A lot of lot of lot of outdoors nature. Okay, hunting. that's what I was gonna guess. It's basically like it's basically it's, it's Instagram. It's public. It's basically either I went on this hunting trip or. Don't forget God in your life. It's yeah. like, it's just, <laughs> and it's just straight country boy. No ponytail grooming. And, it, and it's hilarious. It cracks me up. I, was, I followed him because, you know, he makes, like, swords and stuff, like real swords. Wait, what? Like, he's a sword maker. Uh, it's like a hobby. And so I expected to see, like, man, I bet I'm going to see, like, something from, like, maybe uh, a Game of Thrones-type sword or something. No, it's either I killed this animal on this wild hunt or... Don't forget to pray today. It's like, okay, well, thanks, Caleb. It's, it's kind, of, it, kind of what it is. But uh, hey, don't forget our friends at the W Sauce have the brand-new Bloody Mary Mix mm. called Mary Mix. Get mm. over to WSauce.com. It's Key West style. Get over there, and you can order your bottle today. He's with us as he does. Join us every Wednesday. It's time for Steak Tips. The godfather of Atlanta Sports Radio has now stepped in the building. I come to me to say... It's Wednesday on the morning show. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. And Wednesdays are reserved for steak tips. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Nice to see you. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, man, you were in my neck of the... You were at my place at Egg, Egg Harbor Cafe. You were at my place at... Sandy the, Springs, oh, though? Yeah, right down the road from there. Yeah. Yeah, that was a scene there, man. Yeah. They did a very Crazy. nice job. It's just... I was in that no man's land I was talking about. It was 10.51 a.m. Like, I met my uh, my son and my uh, wife, and I 
You know, everybody's got. Listen, I, don't, I know people have problems out there, and I know that you know everybody's fighting the good fight, and as emotional <laughs> as anxiety. This, but for me, at ten fifty one, to try to decide, am I going to go breakfast or lunch? Yeah. And and at Egg Harbor Cafe, the menu's so vast. That was a lot of stress. That was That's a lot the, of stress. You're under pressure. That's the yeah. Issue. It's like yeah. I mean, like That's the issue I always have at Cracker Barrel. I'm like, man, I go to Cracker Barrel. Am I, gonna get I mean, like you a just want to know that you're, you know, the egg in the title, you assume you got to go breakfast. Sure. But they've got a fine array of lunch items. Normally, sorry, normally I'm looking for somebody to go mix and match with me. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you go for your uh, bakery or pastries <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Share a little, go, right? You get lunch, I get breakfast, oh. we share. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, flavor of cupcake? Ooh. Mine? Yeah, your favorite. I either just like the yellow cake with chocolate frosting. Yeah. That's probably it, yeah. I don't know if sprinkles that is, on top. is it okay if it's a cream-filled cupcake? Because I know the no. donuts you're not. She doesn't like cream-filled donuts. I agree with her. I don't. Thank you. Said. You don't need it. It's overkill. Exactly. It's like the It's like the stuffed crust pizza. Like, why do, do we like have to? No, well, it's too much. It's, <laughs> that's, a, that's not. That's over. You can never have too much cheese. Is there yeah. any connection with the fresh haircut uh, and the the, re- oh, the, the, the conversation last week. Yeah, that's a good question. Is any? Wait, what? Are you your new? You said it took like two or three hours to get that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, are you so, correlating me getting my hair done? With it was a three-hour picture. You didn't do it the whole season, Post the whole Valentine's football season. Day. You were yeah. on TV. Yes. You didn't have your hair like that. No. Sandra was like, oh, my God. Hair looks so amazing, right? <laughs> like two days after the pastry guy, right? That's a good point, man. You spent three hours. Yeah. Thank you for connecting. Like, out of, the, out of the blue, she's had a whole season. Yeah. And now nothing moved her to spend four hours in the chair. Beauty is pain. And now, this right? has nothing to Beauty do with nothing. pastry, guys. It's just a it big coincidence. It is a big yeah, coincidence. I felt I wanted to switch like it up for a fresh look. New opportunities, <laughs> you know, Your red, DMs are lit red up, velvet, okay. whatever. No, All right. you didn't just that. So we got Drew Butler coming in. He he was at the you were at the combine. He was at the combine. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, at, at rating the experience, ten being one of the most exhilarating, fun <laughs> weeks of my life. Uh, one being absolute misery. What do you rank it? Two. Two. And the only reason I'm not giving it a one is because the Senior Bowl was the one. <laughs> It was, it was absolutely like there's nothing fun about it. It's uh, it's it awkward conversation. Incredibly, I, I stress. I was gonna say it sounds incredibly stressful. Oh, dude! Imagine like that. I don't know. Radio is easier than that, right? That like the, the, that you like get in a room with 150 other radio guys, and like this is your dream to be on the air or TV or whatever. And it's like, all right, next four days will decide your future in a lot of ways. What you get paid, you know. How you prepared for this? Are you ready? I mean, there's, there's just so many factors. Uh, nobody has. Nobody goes into like, yeah, we got a 200 lawyers in a room. Some of you may not uh, actually get an offer from a law firm, and 30 of you are going to get unbelievable offers. It's, it's, yeah. it's absolute misery, man. You get, oh you get no God. sleep. You got these dumb no, interviews. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm, uh, Team Doctor's going to order four MRIs on you. I don't know. Like, how many MRIs? <laughs> like 45 minutes long. You're, you're in a, a line that's eight people long, oh. and you have to go at 6 a.m. It's, it's absolute misery. It is literally oh. treating you like, I don't even know what's the way to put it, like cattle. Yeah, or it's, like yeah. a, it's like a cattle show, man. All right, so I got the Wonderlick test here. In my, how did you do on the Wonderlick? Do I don't know? know. I have no idea. Have you, you ever done no, this no before? Uh I think I've done a fake one before, but yeah. it was years ago. I well, don't, I mean, what do you mean? If, yeah, I mean, if it's well, a I've fake seen, one, it's... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, doing good it online where somebody had posted. I tried to answer a few right. questions. It sounded stupid. I quit. <laughs> you, were emba- you were embarrassed how bad you did. No, <laughs> I just... No, I mean, I felt dumb, so I quit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get the final results. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
you feeling dumb, is that is that a rare occasion or is that something that happens more well, it, depends, it depends. I mean, with these two, it's not rare at all. I mean, I, I, yeah. No, I, I kid. All right, you wanted some of this Wonderlick yeah, stuff? Yeah, it is with it. All right. Uh, I got Give me my worksheet out. I got 12 Gosh. questions. We're going to start with Johnson. Give me a number, 1 through 12. This could be an easy one. Could Ten. be Number 10. Um, are this, I don't understand this one at all. Give me another number. Wait, what? Who's the smart? <laughs> We're off to a great start. You want me to, you want me to give him? I yeah, give it, it to him. Give it to him. Is it? Yeah. Number seven, the, the ninth month of the year is. Ninth backwards, September. September. Yeah, September. Okay. Uh, you're next. What number do okay. you want, uh, um, Tiffany? Eight. Uh, number eight. Which number in the following group of numbers represents the smallest amount? 7.8.31. Thirty-three or two? What is the smallest number? Point three one. Uh, you are correct. Point three one is Dude, the smallest number. Where did you get these number. questions? This these is not. What's not what I remember. This before. is Wonderlick cognitive ability test. Those are easy ones. Give, yeah. I, those are yeah. Those, right, gonna, so I, far, I got one. This is. I just want you to think. No, 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 hell no, hell no, no. Work with me for a second. Work with me for a second. I think you'll be fine. A boy is seventeen years old, and his sister is twice as old as he is. When the boy is 23 years old, what will be the age of his sister? 46. Uh, you know what it is? Uh, a boy uh, is 17 yeah. years old, yeah. and his sister is twice as old. When the boy is 23, yeah. what will the age of his sister? Uh, it won't be 36. It'll be... I said 46. No, uh, it'll be... Yeah, it's 40. Now, again, at 17, she's 34. Right. She's 34. She's 34. She's so six yeah. years she's later, yeah. he's 23. I was doubling it. Twice yeah. as old, I know no matter what. That's what your brain wants that to do. That's what your brain wants to do. It's yeah. funny. The so smartest so man 40. in the room. So it's 40 years old. Oh, you were the only big oh, You gave this guy what? Uh, what? what? I'm going to give it. I mean, I'm you want to let you go down alone. I was I was sitting like, here. I wanted to double it for a second, did too. You, were you going to double it? I wanted to double it, and then I was like, All right, here we go, Mike. Here we go, Mike. Three. Give me the easy one. Anybody in the room get this, all right? Three individuals form a partnership and agree to divide the profits equally. X invests nine grand, Y invests seven grand, and Z invests four grand. The profits are $4,800. How much less does X receive than if the profits were divided in proportion to the amount invested? Okay? So total investment, they're splitting a third, a third, a third. Is this, but it, yeah, I mean. It's a trick question. I don't know, dude. Did I, you I hear feel that? like if they're if they're if they're if they're dividing them all equally, then they would all. But how much less does X receive if the profits were divided in proportion oh. to the to amount what you invested? invested? Yes, I think. I mean, that's a complicated math. I was going to say, right? let me get the pen and the paper. I sat in the yeah. elevator looking at it. I sat in my car looking at it. I was out there. I was like, I don't know. Dude. When you I, go into take, are you given a pencil and you paper? You have to like, be for this. It's like yeah. you're taking the ACT. Okay. So, I will say this, Steak. I will say this. I don't know what I got on the Wonderland. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I did bad because I was done early. Yeah, based on today, I say you probably didn't do well. So <laughs> you were done early. The answer is it's five hundred and sixty dollars. I don't know. I'll give you one more uh, quick one. Uh, Tiffany, when a rope is selling at ten cents a foot, how many feet can you buy for sixty cents? It's ten dollars a foot. How many feet can you buy ten, for sixty ten, cents? Ten cents a foot, right? Which one? Ten cents, ten a, cents foot, a, yes. a foot. How many feet can you buy for sixty cents? For sixty cents, ten yeah. cents a foot. Yeah, that's so easy. <laughs> Go ahead. I said it. It's, it's six. six. That's what I'm saying. Like I was done early with this wonder, and I kept being what? like, it's "Why six. do you give her that? That, that uh, you gave her two straight layups. Uh, all right." Was it? 
Listen, Drew Butler's here. Uh, we're going to talk to Jermaine Wiggins at 10 o'clock. You know Jermaine Wiggins? He is uh, part of the Dynasty a documentary. Morning guy at our sister station, WEEI in Boston. Had to interview Bill Belichick every morning in this season. And also a former intern at Mayhem in the AM. Used to work with me. Great dude. Super funny. And he's a damn good dog. Georgia tight end. Good wow. buddies of Randy McMichael. Wow. That's coming up. Drew Butler's coming up. All kinds of good stuff. Big show. That is it for us here on the morning shift. Steakhouse is next on Sports Radio 99 The Game. I get that there can only be one smartest person in the room, and it's me, so it's okay. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.